This is Chris Hollifield from the I Am Salt Lake podcast, and you're listening to KU Radio. This is comedian Joshua Fotokalafi. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. Hey, this is Jay Whitaker of the Geek Show podcast. You are now listening to Old Ute Radio. Tune in now, because it's about to go down. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ear and listen to Old Ute Radio. live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. or catch it after on demand at KUradio.org. And it hurts so good. Hello listeners, welcome to All Ute Radio on KU Internet Radio. Yes. Hey. How are you? Great. I'm Rebecca. I'm Sasha. Nice to meet all of you. Congratulations all you seniors. Woo. Now get the hell off this campus. I know. Don't come back unless you're getting a master's degree. I have only one reason to be here all summer and that's radio. Well thank you for giving up your summer to All Ute Radio. I have nothing else to do. So you know a little bit about OU Radio. We've had some of the most talented kids from KU Internet Radio be part of the growing up of OU Radio. Johnny McKeon. Big Mickey. You, Rebecca. Me. I'd say DJ Solar is an alumnus of OU Radio. Keith McDonald. Is he coming in? I don't know if he's coming in today. We might get grace with his presence. We've reached out. But OU Radio is growing we're getting a new family member. We're getting a new time slot. We're going two days a week here at this fine program. Every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m., we will be live and podcasting it. I have a new co-host for Thursdays. And it is... Jamal. I like that. Chris Hollyfield of the I Am Salt Lake podcast is joining All You Radio. And we are going to become the number one radio show in the state of Utah. In the world. Yes. And Becca will be joining us on Thursdays many, many, many times. Yeah. I won't have anything else to do, probably. She's not going to give me a (laughs) commitment. I think she's a little bit mad at me, but... I have commitment (laughs) issues. (laughs) But I'll be here sometimes. So are finals done, or is this finals week here at the U? It's done. Well, it's finals week at the U, but all my teachers did theirs early, so I had, like, eight finals in three days. (laughs) See, that always bothers me. Like, I understand the scheduling and trying to schedule for 28,000 students, but when teachers start, A, teachers are some of the most egotistical people I've ever met because they predicate your schedule around their schedule, Mm -hmm. and they don't have that right, I don't think, when you're taking four classes or six classes 
It's rude. Yeah. It's unfair and against the bylaws to... Is it? Yeah. I was wondering about that. Yes, you can get them in trouble. I mean, because I know that technically finals week started on Friday. Yes. But I had the whole week long, like, everything that I had, final papers and final exams, all of them started, like, Tuesday, ended Saturday. Yes. Instead of having a regular finals week without classes and study time, and so I had everything all at once. It was awful. <laughs> I would have rather still been doing finals today and tomorrow than having all of them within like two days. So you're going to go back to school. You still want to get your PhD or are you just getting away? I think if I go, I mean, I already know that I want to go back and I don't think I would stop at a master's mm-hmm. just because it's why not, not? I don't think it's, I think master's are great for nursing and for business school. I don't, I think if you're doing anything outside of that, you really have to get a PhD. Yeah, that's what my idea is. I want to go back and I would want to get a PhD. And for all you communication students, I think an associate's degree will work for you. Just be able to talk, read, and look sexy as hell and you'll have a job. You're done. <laughs> we have a fantastic show today. Tell me about it. Marty Archibald's coming in. Marty Archibald. Fantastic comic. From Salt Lake. I believe he is a Salt Lake guy. He does a lot of work in Ogden. He's kind of one of their headliners up there. But I met him when we were recording the Steve Solberg project. Just a few weeks ago? Just a few weeks ago. New friends. Yes. Fast friends. Thank you to Josh Fonokalafi for coming in last week. Hysterically funny. That was good. I think you have a new crush. (laughs) (laughs) He was funny. Yes, if you want to hear Becca get I listened back, <laughs> and I was like, wow, I didn't even catch half of the So for those jokes. of you who didn't tune in, let me play this for you. No. This is my thing on? Yes. This is comedian Joshua. Oh, no, that's not it. You're listening to Uh-oh. old Ute Radio. This but, is but that, Josh. too. You have a fear of how big you are. That's the that's the real fear. Oh boy. Can I get a sound bite? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just crushing it tonight. <laughs> Notice how I go silent. Yes. So as soon as everyone laughs at me and I realize, and then I just like, mm, don't speak for about. But there were many of those moments on Gosh, the show. It was awkward. <laughs> it was so awkward. So this Thursday, OU Radio that we're going to be doing. When does it start? Mm, that's a great question. Next week, you're going to be out on vacation. Mm-hmm. So we have Chris Holyfield coming in to co-host. Maybe we'll start next Thursday. It just depends what type of mood we're in. But I'd like to do that. Like he's he's a, Have you ever listened to I Am Salt Lake? He's got the great... I only listened to him the one time he visited. Okay. Everyone has a homework assignment tonight, including yeah. you. If not tonight, but this week. Go to I Am Salt Lake on iTunes or in your podcast feed. Listen. What he does is he finds a talent or interesting person in Salt Lake and does a podcast. So he'll get chefs, he'll get gardeners, musicians, comics, politicians, reporters, journalists, and just do an hour and 15 minutes of radio. I follow him on Instagram. He's a great, that's how he got famous. Really? He'd go into all the seedy parts of town and take photos and post them on Instagram. He got a huge following. Yeah, I noticed on Instagram he did like an Insta walk. Yeah. The other week or uh, something. Did that do good? I don't. I just saw pictures he posted from it a because all the there? hashtag. I didn't. I don't even know. I don't think he posted any pictures of the people. He just posted a bunch of pictures from around town, like 
cool graffiti spots or cool buildings. So he led a tour. Like, he got all his Twitter followers and Facebook peoples and fan audiences, and they all went on a little excursion around town. That's so cute. Yeah, it's a great I idea. I only saw pictures from it that he's been posting, and they all but were hashtag InstaWalk. So. I know that we're going to do a lot of reporting. Mr. Gumshoe Bloom's going to be making his appearance. We're going to... On the case. I know we're going to be doing a lot of homeless stuff. Uh, we're going to do a lot of work with uh, the LGBT community. We're going to do work... I'd really like to start figuring out this gang epidemic that's going on throughout the country. So I'd like to maybe get some gang officers in, um, maybe mothers against gang banging, like whatever we can find. Yeah. So tell your friends about this. Support our Tuesday show also. It's not becoming second fiddle by any means. That's what you get when you leave me. <laughs> I had to yawn at him during that Johnny one. Johnny McKeon is back in studio. No, I can't. I just yawn at lies. Lies? What does that mean? We're second fiddle. We are not second fiddle. We're one big family. Okay, I guess. You guess. We can be a big family. As long as we have like a family lunch every month. You want to? Yeah. We'll get together and chat. And, and we'll have fans come join us? Yeah. Insta lunch. Yes. Insta lunch. <laughs> Top that, Chris Holyfield. Yeah. <laughs> Old Ute Radio does Insta Lunch. So is the Thursday show going to be called Old Ute Radio? For now it is. For I mean, now? that's the branded, branded name on this campus, and I don't imagine... Because it's only going to... It's a short-lived show. It's only going to be, what, 12 weeks? Yeah. We're here another 12 weeks. But we're not going away. We're, we we're starting even. a podcasting empire in the state of Utah. We <laughs> sure so are. For any of you podcasters, journalists, funny men interesting people that would be interested in joining us in a podcasting network, email me at radio at gmail.com or you can tweet me at radio on Twitter, right? Yeah, and Instagram. Did I, you say that one? Oh, and Instagram. radio. I haven't tweeted in like 10 days. I haven't tweeted in like <laughs> years. I, I've, I'm crippled on Twitter. If I tweeted in the last month on my personal account, I feel like I've made it. Yeah. Like, I'm really getting there. <laughs> Guys, you want to know more fun stuff? We have lots of stuff booked this month. We have Jay Whitaker coming in. Yeah, confirmed? Yep. Beautiful. For the 13th, I believe. Is that next week? No, t- cool. Two weeks. Two weeks. Thank you, Jay. I We're so it. excited. I, I know Andy Gold is going to be coming in. We're working on several big-time reporters, directors, mm-hmm. which will remain we got the quiet. Pink Cross. The Hopefully pink this... Cross. Um, For all of you chronic masturbators on campus, <laughs> we're bringing in porn stars, ex-porn stars, to teach you a little bit of how destructive the porn business is to women and men. If you look. go to pinkcross.org, mm-hmm. you will be stunned by... You want what pull, you read. Let me pull them up. You want to pull them up and uh, and just give us some statistics? I mean, the suicide rates are stunning. I mean, it's like 240 in the last five years. So it's thepinkcross.org. Yes, the Let's see if I, I can found them it. on YouTube. I was looking for, because I know that we were trying to do something with sexual awareness and that, and I just found these two women, and it, w- it was heartbreaking, their story. The average life expectancy of a porn star is 36.2 years. Wow. 206 porn stars died prematurely from AIDS, drugs, suicide, homicide, accidental, and medical since 2014. This year? This year. What, 202? 
206. Jeez. You don't hear about this in the media. The number one suicide method among porn stars is by hanging. 66 porn stars that we know of committed suicide. 66% of porn... Since January. Yeah. Jesus. 66% of porn performers have a non-curable disease like herpes. 66%? So it's almost guaranteed if you go into the porn You're world done. of getting herpes. Yeah. So all those hot vixens that you boys like, they got herpes. Oh my God. Does that turn you on even more, guys? Yeah, gross. <laughs> you can go there. There's tons of tabs. If you go under pink help, you can look at testimonials. They're heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. So be prepared for that, people. It, it's going to be an explosive interview. If there's any professors for you students that you are just sitting in class and they distract you from twirling your hair or Facebooking because they're captivating with their voice, with their wisdom, let us know because we're still, we've kind of gone away a little bit from the educators, but they're going to come back. They're going to come back. They're very busy plotting and scheming on how to fail you during the school year. Yeah. And so during the summer, we can get a little Steal sneak peeks. Steal them for a minute. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll have them hopefully at the end of this month, yes. either the 20th or 27th. Probably one of their representatives named Jenny, an ex-porn star. I like this. One thing that's very important is I want to thank Mr. William Hatton, Ryan Bennett, for their tremendous service to KU Internet Radio. They have left. The Geek Revolution boys are gone from KU Internet Radio. And how sad it is. So I'm taking my hat off. I'm tipping to you. <laughs> Go Oakland A's. I hope the Braves have the worst season in the world. And uh, Seriously, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, we really hope that. Yeah, Genuinely, we, from the bottom of my heart. Yes. I mean it. Yes. So travel safely, young man, and bring in your family to Atlanta. Enjoy your move. Enjoy your 24 hours in the car. Listen <laughs> to back issues of old you radio. You'll enjoy us. Just listen to last week's again for yes. some sure entertainment. And so Morty Archibald's coming in. Very excited about this. Are I'm you excited. You're excited? I'm like extra excited because I only started getting excited like an hour ago. <laughs> Dakota Force, I'm not sure he'll be in. He's coaching a baseball game today. <gasps> this is this, this little, boys. little boy play? Yeah. That's so His cute. youngest one wants to be a professional pitcher oh, at six. Tell him I'll wait and love him later forever. <laughs> all time. <laughs> Did you listen to what's been going on with Donald Sterling? I've read some stuff and I've mostly heard enough on ESPN or Sports Center to be like 100% sick of it. Did you uh, hear what Snoop Dogg said? Huh. Would you like to hear it? Yes. A message to the mother that owned the Clippers. You bitch ass redneck white bread chicken mother you your mama and everything connected to you, you <gasps> racist piece of Thank you. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Thank you, Snoop Dogg. Is that racist in and yeah, of itself? Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, definitely. Someone's going to be putting their own, uh, their own nice little message to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I think it's just totally, the whole thing is um, totally inappropriate. Silly. But it just seems like a silly, it's just getting so much attention, and it should but I always just get, like, there's going to be all this attention and very little real. So the verdict <sighs> came down on him today by uh, Adam Silver in the NBA. Lifetime ban. 
two and a half million dollar fine, and they are going to frantically try to get him to sell the team. Hmm. Uh, the coach came out and said he will not be back next year if Donald Sterling is still an owner, which I imagine that uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre yeah. Jordan will probably try to get out of their contracts too. Yeah. Magic Johnson says he wants to buy the team. That would be interesting. But I have everything cut. I have nine minutes of audio. And if Dakota comes in, if Keith, the Chai DJ comes in, we'll get to it. Otherwise, go find it yourself. Yeah, for real. But no one in the media has been playing the whole thing. And it's, it seems very subversive by his girlfriend. Like, it seemed like she was doing this on purpose and well, trying to frame Well, how do you accidentally? Like, how does something like that? accidentally okay so happened. it wasn't an accident what they're saying is 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 <laughs> what they're saying is 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 that is that he always had her record his conversations because he's i don't know if he has dementia but he's losing his memory so he forgets his conversations and so there's always a re- recording of him the interesting thing is in california where this is allegedly recorded isn't that illegal it, you have to have two-party notice of recording, unlike Utah. Yeah. My stalker used to record our phone calls, and she was from, she was out in California at the time, and I could have sued her because Utah is, Utah, you don't have to inform anybody of, you know, recording a conversation, but California, you do, and if so if she was talking to me in Utah, she's still breaking the law. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm having just massive neck pain today. Oh. It's not the most fun. Do I need to get Josh Fonokolafi in here <laughs> to, to give sit you a massage? On me? <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> to just sit on my back? I bet you'd drive down for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was going to tell you I was on U of U crushes again. Were you? But it was, like, nice, kind of. Let's hear it. It's kind of long, though. I like long. So do you, apparently. <laughs> Where is it? Hold on. Maybe they deleted it because it was actually nice. And how dare someone <laughs> say something sweet? Oh, it's long. Okay. And it was posted. Okay, I'll explain. So in your sexiest voice, read this. No, so I got to do it in a manly like, <laughs> Becca, I'm a Spanish 2020 class. I've had the hugest crush on you all semester. We work together in Proyecto Uno. <laughs> He's put Spanish in. It's so funny. Thanks, Gustavo. <laughs> and <laughs> argued about baseball together. You have the prettiest brown eyes i ever seen, and the rest of you is beyond perfect, too. Not joking when I say you're the sweetest and most intelligent girl I've met in my three years on campus. Then this is the good part. So well-rounded. I don't mean physically, although that's true, too. And easy to talk to. Blah, blah, blah. Finding a girl as knowledgeable about... No, no, no. Don't blah, blah me. Finding a girl as knowledgeable about America's favorite pastime isn't easy. Not sure if you have a boyfriend, but I fully intend to ask you out on the last day of class. If you see this and aren't available, please sit one desk back than your usual so I don't look like an idiot. Oh, that's disgusting. I already know I'll spend all summer daydreaming about spending time with you. Ah. I hope you say yes to me so it can really happen instead. Seen you walk into class looking like you were just crying. Girl, I'd take such good care of you. Si me das la oportunidad, te prometo que no se arrepentirá. Which means if you give me a chance, I promise I won't disappoint you. So you know who this guy is? Yeah, I think I do. Is he good looking? Well, I don't even really remember. He's just a kid in my class that likes the Red Sox. But 
but the best part is this was posted after the last day of class for us. And I left early anyway because we did like a test and I just finished early and left. So you creep out there, if you're listening, tweet me and I'll have you on the line. And we'll try to get this date going. And then I'll have Mitch call. <laughs> then I'll pull out my 45 and we'll, we'll do it debate. I have so many dads. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. It was like the nicest one though. Well, no, not really. He still said he wanted to get, you know. Yeah. It's such a weird avenue. Like he's a man or a boy. He's obviously you a don't, junior. You don't ask a grown woman through the internet. But he said he was going to ask me out. He said, he I'm going to ask you on the last day of class. He should have already. So we have Mr. Marty Archibald here. We are going to go to break. When we get back, prepare for funny, because that's what we enjoy here at OU Radio. So we thank you so much. We can't wait for you to enjoy this ride of radio throughout the summer because we are super excited. It's going to be good. Yes. So with that, we go to break. Thanks for listening. I'm DJ Solar at the University of Utah, and you're listening to KUTE Internet Radio. Radio for students, by students. from Old Ute Radio. Tune in to hear the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Or catch the show on demand at KUteRadio.org. Hi, it's Roxy Bernstein. You can catch me on ESPN, Pac-12 Networks. So I'm working with the Swing in Oakland A's. You've got it dialed into Old Ute Radio. Back to the show. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Old Ute Radio on KU Internet Radio. 
uh, hosted by yours truly, Rebecca and Sasha, in studio with us. Yes, Marty Archibald. Hello, sir. Hello. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Let's bring that mic up just a little bit. I just realized that as soon as I start talking. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, <laughs> a you have to talk closer. in this? <laughs> it's a little weird. So I want to remind all of our audience that uh, every Thursday going forward for the rest of the summer, I am Salt Lake's Chris Holyfield will be joining OU Radio for three hours of madness. We will be opening up the phone lines. We will be having great interviews. We will have bands come in. And we, of course, try to entertain you. So It'll be Thursdays. look for that. Yes, Thursdays from 6 to 9. And then Becca and I and Dakota, 6 to 9 on Tuesdays. Same as usual. Yes. With that said... Hello. It's a pleasure to see one of the funniest men in Salt Lake City. Uh, I wouldn't go with the funniest, but it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> no, you're hysterically funny. <laughs> I, y- you have, like, one of the greatest, like, I'm not a fan of uh, rape at all, but you have really... <laughs> yeah, au- me either. You have really awkward rape jokes, and <laughs> they're really funny. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a rape joke. It just turned into that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to know it. Is it long? Uh, I'll have to find it. I, oh, I should man. have pulled this earlier, but I've been in the middle of moving, so like my whole world is upside down in boxes. Yeah, you're going gonna to have to find it. I don't want to tell any rape jokes on the air. No. I don't actually <laughs> want to tell any jokes. So. <laughs> no, we try not to have... The worst thing is when comics come in and try to do shtick, because yeah. it doesn't work on radio. Unless I ask them to tell jokes. Yes. <laughs> she <laughs> will do, do that from time to time. I'll refrain. <laughs> but I have one on backup just in case. So you do comedy all over the place. Uh, you're a wise guy's guy, Yeah. first and foremost. You come to the U every Monday at 7.30 in the Student Union building. Yep, just downstairs from here. How's that going? I haven't heard any updates. Um, it's not terrible. I mean, it is mostly comics that come. Kay. You'll get people that stop in for a while, but they usually end up leaving. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just hear the noise, so they open the door, see what's going on. And no one really invites them in, so they just kind of wander off. See, I asked Wallace to... Uh, make me a commercial because he's part of KU and I said hey we'll put it on our podcast every half hour like you can't get better press than that haven't hadn't heard so maybe I'll come down next Monday and get all you comedians to do a little promo and I'll make one because I think it's amazing like to have the opportunity for anyone who wants to try to do stand-up at your university is a beautiful thing yeah it's a good time even if without an actual audience yeah Every f- Monday? Yeah, every Monday at 7.30. Through the summer, too? Yeah. I mean, this is something there. It's through the comedy club. Okay. And maybe we should get Wallace in here to discuss it some more. But until I get that commercial, no. No. <laughs> we don't happening. want you. <laughs> That's one of the issues with this University of Utah is you have a lot of eager, brilliant people with a very poor work ethic. <laughs> Yeah, they, so <laughs> they don't want to put the work in. Yes, <laughs> yes, I will. I will make you that commercial. Someday. No, I won't. <laughs> it's only thirty seconds. Like, <laughs> it's only. I'm not asking for a dissertation. What room is this in? It's downstairs. Um, um, downstairs, downstairs, like um. In the second, if, so if you're coming in from the east entrance, it's that first floor. floor, second floor, and then it's in the. If you make a left going south it's like a big theater it's a big auditorium in oh there. towards the end of the hall by the doorway yeah i know that room yeah. good acoustics so go that's all i can say because it's a g- i love watching people craft jokes and then you finally get to go see their joke on stage it's, it's neat to watch the yeah. development how did you get into comedy um honestly 
I wanted to be a writer. Okay. And stand up was something that a lot of writers do as well. So I came down to an open mic one week, just watched, and I came back the next week and did it. And just was it awful? Scary. It was a little terrifying. I didn't tell anybody that I was doing stand up for probably eight months. And even then, I still didn't tell people. They just slowly figured it out. That's how I am with things. I'm like, until I know I'm really good at it, I'm not going to tell you about it. I still don't really tell most people. (laughs) Because you don't want to seem like you seem like a very humble guy, first of all. I don't feel like I'm good enough to invite people to come see me yet. Oh, you have to get over that. I want people to see me when I feel like I'm where I want to be, which I'll probably never be there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have to go. What was that? Sorry about that. No, you don't need to scratch the mic, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it worse than the actual me. sound it made. Yeah, but it's, I think the first sound was scarier. <laughs> Let's be real. So what type of writing did you want to do? Script writing, uh, playwrights, novels? Really anything. Like the goal at the beginning was maybe like a Tonight Show writer kind of thing like that. Uh-huh. More, more of that than like a TV show, like sitcom. But then I started doing the stand-up, and I don't. I, I would still do the writing because it's good money. Stand-up, you're not. It's hit and miss with money. Yeah, especially seems like most people breaking big in their late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, right? and even most of them that do break it big aren't making bank. <laughs> yes, Johnny McKeon wants. You know, he's done stand-up. I don't. Yeah. He's not where you're at yet, but he kind of quit doing stand-up for now and is really focusing on writing, he really wants to be a television writer or movie writer. You're not giving up on that goal, are you? Um, I would like to always have it in the back of my pocket, but the other thing is I've also noticed I'm very lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so to be driven to write as much as you would to have to write for an actual show or anything would be hard to do unless it was like I was actually getting paid for it. But to break into it, you got to write a ton just to, before you get paid. Yeah. Johnny was in uh, the Warner Brothers script writing program. And, I mean, there were thousands and thousands of people he was competing with. It's it's Hollywood. It's media. Yeah. Like, stand-up's the same way. Like, I'm not really making much money, if anything, right now. But I can be lazy enough to where I'm fine with not making much money. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I should work harder at that, too. Balance I'd be a lot, lot further. <laughs> I've never seen – that's the, the unique thing about being in the crowd – and watching a comic is, I never see you. I've seen you, I don't know, four or five times. I've never seen the laziness. I've never seen you lethargic. So that's all the behind-the-stuff scene because when you're on stage, you're polished. Yeah. You have, you have a polished presentation. Yeah, and if, you, if you go to the open mics, though, especially the one on Monday, Monday, I will. that's like the first place I'll ever tell stuff on stage. All <laughs> <laughs> so I found your, uh, I found your, your comedy. Yes. You want to play just a minute or two real quick? Sure. Yeah, that'd be fine. I wonder if this needs to all be cut. Okay, so I'm here with Marty Archibald. No! Darn it. (laughs) That's... Johnny interviewed Marty last year at the Comedy Carnival. Oh, I remember that. What I'll do is I'll find it and I'll put it at the end of the podcast uh, for all you listeners, because... Your comedy is too good not to. I'd actually rather not listen to it like myself. You can't tell him stuff. He'll just start <laughs> pulling it up and start playing it. It's the worst. Are you doing any, uh, th- that's a nice break point there. Are you doing any uh, comedy uh, tours this summer? I'm trying to enter as many festivals as I can. Yes. Um, I haven't got anything yet. I've 
only been rejected like two. I'm waiting to hear back from a ton, and I still got a bunch to submit for. You're very smart. You're one of the few comics that actually records themselves and produces, you know, your segments. I like that. I think that's yeah, smart. Yeah, I, I try to do everything on video now, at least so I can watch it. Mm-hmm. Is that uncomfortable for you? <laughs> it's actually more comfortable for me to watch video than audio. Why is that? Because audio... I know the joke so well. Okay. Audio's not going to help me that much. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with me, it's more visuals with me on stage, facial expressions, things like that. Because I can look too bored up on stage sometimes. <laughs> you have a very serious uh, disposition. Yeah. You, you know. like I'll look bored or make people feel uncomfortable just with the way I look. Like I'm not gregarious <laughs> by any means at all, but... But I, that's part of your funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, is you got that he, he, he's on stage and he's really stiff, like he's a stiff white guy. <laughs> but then everything that's coming out of his mouth is it's just like making you giggle. <laughs> it's a gold. beautiful thing. Yeah. I, can, I can go too stiff. That's my problem sometimes. You think? Yeah. Uh, you work clean. You don't work dirty, right? Um, it's not really a conscious thing. I was out in New York for a year. That's right. And I realized out there that clean is not does not have to be that clean yes like in utah it's different but out there you have to be completely filthy to be considered a dirty comic yeah like a jimmy norton thing. yeah and i i don't go like i could go that way i don't go that way just because i don't feel like it <laughs> so what a unique experience is you're you grow up in salt lake city right i'm um, up in logan actually up in logan yeah you start making it in comedy, in the wise guys scene, the complex, all those other places. And then you get to go to New York and do comedy. Tell me about that. Well, I just kind of up and moved out one day. <laughs> <laughs> I drove across the country. I took like two months to drive out there. I went, I went Denver, down to Texas, up to Minnesota, Chicago. Doing shows? The first half I did some stuff at Denver Comedy Works. I got on some... Mike's there, and I knew one of the headliners who was working at the club out there, and he got me on some shows. And his home club's actually in Minneapolis, so he got me on some shows up there. That's why I headed up there. And then Austin, I did some stuff well, but the second half of the trip, I didn't do any comedy at all. <laughs> the second half of the two months. So what was it like going from Logan to New York City? It was a big shock, mostly because I went out there by myself. Mm-hmm. I knew a couple people out there, but the people I knew were like, big touring headliners they're hardly there in new york and i don't know them well enough to be like hey do you want to just hang out mm-hmm. so I didn't. be my friend yeah. <laughs> so it got very lonely is that the Dwayne perkins and all those guys or yeah like ryan hamilton's out there and certainly ryan that, hamilton's so. amazing so was ryan the first modern comic from salt lake to go to new york or were you oh ryan he's yeah. been out there for a while so ryan you and then andy gold followed and yeah and he was supposed to be out in December. He came out in, like, February. By the time he got out there, I was done. <laughs> what do you mean, done? I was just, like, so depressed just from being alone all the time. Yeah. So I came back. Like, comedy-wise, things were going okay. They could have been better. I mean, it is soul-crushing. All I was really <laughs> doing it was... It is soul-crushing. Because yeah, it's, it's starting over. All I was doing was really open mics. But you can do two or three a night, so uh-huh. that's nice. But it's in front of all comics. There's no audience at any of them. Kind of like here sometimes. Yeah, most of them like that. The Wise Guys ones doing, when it was at Trolley Square, it did really well drawing an audience, and then it moved, and it's slowly pulling in. Actual They're getting 40 now. or 50 every Wednesday, right? Yeah. Wednesday, 7.30 on Wednesdays? Yes. Yeah, West Valley. 
Why did Charlie Square close? I know that just happened. I kind of haven't talked about it much on air. It just finances and Charlie Square has been a mess since the mass shooting. I mean, let's yeah, be I mean, it's kind of been a, a dead zone. Like you go in that mall there. Yeah, there's not much in there. It's they're building a new one downtown. It'll be it's supposed to be opening up in the fall. Awesome. Nothing confirmed really? on that. So awesome. Yeah. We'll have to get Keith back in when that's breaking ground. Yeah. You chose not to find friends in New York, or is it just too hectic of a city for a small town kid? I'm not great at talking to people. Okay. Making <laughs> like friends just, is hard. Like just go. Like I'm not a. I don't drink or anything. Uh-huh. Um. So I'm not really a go hang out at the bar kind of person. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where you meet people. Yeah. But it was kind of everyone always says you're in New York. There's people everywhere. That's true, which makes it more lonely because there is people everywhere. But I don't know any of them, and I'm not really someone to just go talk to people. And then you have to try so many people before you find one that you'd actually get along with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's hard. a lot of weirdos out there. <laughs> there are some weirdos. Do you do any comedy in Boston at all? No, I never made it out there. I wanted to go out there, but I'd never. I got the new. I had money stocked up when I went out to New York, and pretty much all of it's gone now. If I had to do it over again, like, I don't regret going out to New York. If I had to do it over again, I wouldn't go. And <laughs> I would just save the money to travel around mm-hmm. and still live here. We have uh, Patrick Ramirez in here all the time. And. I don't know, I guess he was in, what, four weeks ago now? Yeah, maybe he was, longer. He went out, he did the other way. He went to L.A. for a couple of weeks, like three weeks. Yeah. He said he had a great time out there. I wonder, so here's my issue, is West Coast com- comics are very different than New York comics. They're, they're more of a storytelling. They're not as fast, not as in-your-face, right? Is it smarter for West Coast comics to go to San Francisco, L.A., or to go to New York and Boston. It's If you want to just do stage time, you're better off going out to New York. Mm-hmm. You can get up so often out there. Problem is it's so competitive. There's just so many comics out there. L.A. comics, it's more, a lot of them are just people that are acting that happen to do try stand-up as well, mm-hmm. which is good and bad because a lot of them aren't as polished as they could be because of that reason, but there's just so many more of them that are competing with stage time. With writing and comedy, most people say, you know, we ask everyone this, oh, I can just go on stage and tell stories. I'm a great storyteller to my friends. I'm the funniest guy at the bar. (laughs) But that doesn't work on a comedy stage. Yeah, it it does not work. (laughs) For anybody. Like, maybe Rodney Dangerfield. Like, Yeah, um, when you get to a certain point in comedy, you might be able to pull it off. But, Mm -hmm. like, some of, like, Andy Gold, he has the greatest stories off stage. He cannot translate them on stage. Why is I know we're, we're having him in in the next I think maybe next week, but why is that? What what is that translation error? Um, well, first of all, for him, it's just not really what he does is storytelling. His are like short, punchy jokes. Yes. So for him to tell a story would just be very jarring to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> very very shocking, <laughs> traumatic even. So what is your writing process then? Because you kind of do one-liners, but then you. Not what, you're not a Mitch Hedberg type guy, so one lining's not the right word. Yeah, there. I don't. That's the thing. I don't really have a process that I would say is an actual process. Like I'll think of things, or something will happen to most of what I say is about seventy percent actually what happened. Like I'll make stuff up in almost every joke. I I have like two jokes that are completely made from nothing. <laughs> from nothing. <laughs> what What does that mean? Like every joke is 
like 60% grounded in something that I actually saw or happened. And to then me. like built funnier. Yeah. Like I have one where I got into the wrong car. I didn't actually get in the wrong car in the two story. But I opened up the door of the parking lot and there was a girl there. You're and like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I, and she was on the phone. I didn't know what to do. I was like, this isn't my car. And I just shut the door. You just shut the door and left? Yeah, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so the, that's kind of the, the basis of the joke, but the actual joke goes more in depth. Yeah. That's my biggest, one of my biggest fears, though, opening the wrong car door. Not, oh, not, I was devastated. Not my car, but because I, like, I get rides fairly frequently from friends yes. just up here on campus, and I'm not a car person, and honestly, like, I don't know anything about car. I could see, like, a car and just not even have a, a clue what who makes it so whenever they pull up at night even if i'm like really certain that that car is there for me if you can't see in the window i like walk up really slow and like look in and try to make it not but like my biggest fear is that i'll open the door and it'll be like not for me and i'll be like oh sorry <laughs> but at least in that scenario you you would be hesitant to open the door <laughs> yeah. i thought this was my car and I just opened it up. Did you like just like that? I was very confident. Did you even take a second and be like, uh, what did you do to my car? Or did you know, like, immediately? I kind of knew immediately when I saw her. There was might have been a split second. Like, if she wasn't in there, I would have sat down and tried to put the keys in. That's how sure I was. When I saw her, I was like, oh, crap. Oh. <laughs> was she cute? I don't remember. <laughs> so like, I was serious. Like, stuff you like that. You should have just asked her out. Been like, hey. Well, she was on sometime? the phone. She looked at me like... I was going to, like, just <laughs> attack her. And so I was just like, uh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> but things like that, are, like, that's, like, the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. And she's the only other person that knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> now I am. So do you, like, write down when awkward things happen that you're like, wow, that's gold. This yeah. is so uncomfortable. I When I first started, I would write everything word for word on the joke. When I was out in New York, I was getting up two, three times, sometimes four times a night. Then I was just going up on stage with an idea, and I could go up four times a night and by the end of the night have it worked out. But where I'm not getting up as much now, I have gone back to writing, not word for word anymore. Just getting it down, more solid. So for people that want to see you this week or next week, where are they going to find you? Uh, my next show, I'm in Ogden this week with Brian Moot, 8 o'clock on Friday and oh, Saturday. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, Brian's a good guy. Is, who's headlining that one? Brian Moot. When are you going to start headlining? I'm in no rush. I have the time to do it now. I'm in a rush to see 15 yeah. minutes from you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a rush to actually see some comedy. I, I have the time to do it now. I personally only like about 25 to 30 minutes okay. of what I do. Mm. That's... I'm in no rush to headline, really. I, I, I think that's smart because I mean, you want to you want to have a great hour before you yeah. go and sell it. Like, I don't want people coming out and be like, oh, that was funny, but some of it was kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. So you spend a lot of time evaluating yourself, and you really study yourself to get better. Sasha I, likes that. I, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you could say that, but I account it to me being lazy and not wanting to pursue headlines <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go to break here you're at you're tremendously successful number wise on twitter 
I like that. Yeah, I kind of cheated to do that. Did you buy some? No, I didn't buy any. Did you buy some? <laughs> We've had some discussions, okay? It's not you. No. <laughs> I I would add, like, a whole bunch of people, and they would just follow back. Yeah. And then I'd slowly delete them. Yes. That's so like I, I was up to, like, 1,600 at one point, but I slowly lost a lot. What am I, like, 900 now? Yeah, nine. I think I have, now. like, 80. <laughs> and I don't post on there enough. Yeah, I, I see, I have an issue. I work in media, so I have to be clean. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't know why I've put this rule, but... But it's professional. Yeah, and so I don't tweet anymore because... You run out of nice things to say, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at the pretty grass. It's so wonderful, yeah. So at Marty Archibald, A-R-C-H-I-B-A-L-D, Facebook and all that stuff, you do... Yeah, it's all just Marty Archibald. I got, I got lucky on that one. Okay. <laughs> so you're always working with Wise Guys, so go to wiseguys.com, and you know, you'll see them on the picture graph. Yeah, <laughs> usually I'll... Usually I know, like, a couple days in advance. That's about all I know. And I'll usually post it on Facebook. Or Yes. From the Purple Mountains and the Valley of Smoke, this is All You Radio. This is Rebecca from All Ute Radio. Tune in to hear the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Or catch the show on demand at KUteRadio.org. Hello, cyber listeners. This is Dr. Hoskins, and I'm listening to KU Internet Radio all day, every day. Yes, check me out like this, y'all. And then like that, y'all. Mr. Man up in your area. Welcome back, listeners, to All Ute Radio uh, in studio with Marty Archibald. Hello. <laughs> Hi. There's Big Dummy over here. Big Dummy. Gumshoe Bloom. Gumshoe Bloom. And did, <laughs> did I have a nickname yet? No, uh, it's still just Rebecca. DJ Felicia. Yeah. That, it, like, died with fill in the blank, though. <laughs> She's a... Uh, I don't have a stalker anymore, so... Yeah, that's how we met, is we were trying to get rid of a stalker for her, because she did her own... Like music. a legit stalker? Oh, yeah. a couple. Tell, tell us. We just, is he going to hear this? Oh, I'm sure. He's going to kill you, <laughs> he's, actually. He's probably in his underwear in no, his mom's just, basement. Just some <laughs> some issue with, like, Calling weird in. calls and also, like, notes on the window and things. <laughs> what, like, what did they say? Oh, just the usual vomit-inducing so uh, compliments. <laughs> you might So there's like. this thing called Utah, University of Utah Crushes. <laughs> And, like, all these guys go on there, yeah, that DJ up at KU Radio's got the finest ass, and, like, she's so sexy, and, like... And then they'll call me, they'll be like, she turned me down hard, but I'd still get after it. It's just, (laughs) it's been the greatest move for me professionally. That's what what showbiz does to you. When you get into it, you're going to get that. Well, this is about as far as my showbiz is going to go, I think. So you were telling me off air that you have a degree in journalism. I do. I what? have a degree in journalism. I, do you feel like it's worthless as well? 
No, no, <laughs> no. I actually like listened to people and actually got a job in media. So I've been very fortunate. I got to work in a newsroom for a while. Now I work with the Pac-12. And did, did you do broadcast then? Emphasis. Well, so I did a lot of television work, but I also did a lot of writing, print writing. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of issues. Is that me or what is that? I'm t- remember how the computer started playing all of a sudden the other yes. second? It did that again. <laughs> there are ghosts and there are screaming children <laughs> and I'm scared. I wonder Ooh. if that screaming child was from the computer. So let's um, turn that button off. Why Just turn that button off. I don't yeah. even know why we would have a clip of screaming kids, but <laughs> something happened and I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really afraid. We're talking about stalkers and then like and children. <laughs> <sighs> so I have a lot of problems with the way that they write in, in print on for newspapers. And I think that's why the business is failing because they want you, they, ha- they have this idea that people are only gonna read the lead and the byline. And that's not true. If it's written well, if it's explained well, no matter if it's on a pod or on a print, people are gonna read it. I think we have a bunch of people in, that do editing and directing of journalism that are out of date and just, they don't care. All they want is ad revenue. We actually have a news director coming in to OU Radio soon. But your thoughts, why didn't you join uh, journalism? Like, I did print journalism just Mm -hmm. because I wanted to write. And like you were saying, the whole newspaper article, the lead, lead with what's most important and fill in the rest, I didn't like that style. No. And, like, the actual news reporting. If I could get a column... But you have to work your way up. So. Yeah, no, you, that's when you're like 60, right? Yeah. And they finally trust you. <laughs> <laughs> so then I decided to do this, which is still going to take 20 years to get anywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I imagine, did you intern at any place or? No, I didn't really do anything. I took like seven years to graduate. That's a good plan. There was a two-year period where I took three credits. I like that. Maybe it's only a year and a half, but I took a long. I didn't do. I didn't write for the paper up there on campus or anything. Okay. I didn't do anything. See, I didn't write for the newspaper here either, but that was, uh, well, that was just my decision. I yeah. thought it was smarter to work in real media than to be there. And I was doing KU, so why do yeah. both? Yeah. Like, I'm not greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're trying to phase out the journalism program here at the U. How is it up there at Weber State? Weber is at Weber? Utah State. Utah State. I apologize. What a great campus, too. I love it up there. Great disc golf. I, I worked up there for like six years as well. So, fly fisherman? No, I've, I don't really play fish. I don't do anything outdoors. <laughs> I walk outside I'm to get a, to my car. Not an outdoor fan. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> so, if you were to go back to college, like you never went to college, would you go for journalism again? I would do something in writing, just because that's the only thing that I could think of that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Have you published anything? Is there anything that we can read on the internet? I had I had like a news blog for a while, or just me doing. It's called Marty in the News. You can probably find it. I had a hard time keeping it going. I used to do it like three days a week, mm-hmm. and I would start and stop, and then I'd start and it would get a lot of views, and then it would slowly go down to like twenty views after a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and it was just hard to keep going. People are always like, "I love these, keep doing them," but <laughs> I see twenty views, I'm like. The people that are telling me this are the only ones that read this now. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then I'd start it back a couple months later, and then get a couple hundred views, and then slowly go back. So it kind of stopped. It's fickle that way, trying to build an audience. Yeah. Uh, we've had that doing this show. You know, I think our first show started with 11 listeners. Is <laughs> 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 this like your first time on air? Guys, what is this? Amateur hour. <laughs> I can't see because, okay, listen what's happening. I don't want to wear my glasses because they get all smashed in the headphones. Because their hair's too nice. Made or born. <laughs> Did you do that? <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. Funny. See, what is it? Your first time. Yeah. Just trying to. When I wear the there. glasses, they get all smashed by the headphones. Like my ears get all <laughs> smashed with it. But then when I don't, I have to look really close, and then I back up and hit the mic. You can adjust the headphones. <laughs> they don't get looser. <laughs> they just get longer. My ears aren't way down here. They should be. <laughs> you guys, why do I always get end, up, end up getting made fun of? Because you're pretty, and most of the guys you just that have to come take that on our work to knock you down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen Josh. He, he, had really the, he had to knock you down like five or six pegs. He was like, he boom, right in the face. <laughs> no, he was funny last week. You guys are a great crew when uh, Steve, you, and Josh are doing shows. Yeah, like a, Josh will be leaving here soon. Kind of. He was kind of the first comic that I kind of made friends with here mm-hmm. and him and Andy were probably the first two so I noticed do you enjoy working with strangers or tell, tell me how it is doing comedy because you guys have to create a show and the idea is to sell out so either two three hundred and fifty people do you guys work as a team the week before trying to go over material um, in times out times tell me about that no I mean most of the shows I do are at wise guys so then it's kind of I don't have to, like, I, I'll plug the shows and talk about them, but I, it's not my main priority to get the audience in there. Mm-hmm. And how the show runs, who gets what time, that's up to the, the club owner. So. Yes. <laughs> and then the other shows that I'll do, I don't do much of them right now out of town because I think everyone thinks I'm a jerk. Why? I'm, I'm very standoffish, and I don't talk to people a lot. So, so it you're comes mean. off as, like, a cocky <laughs> demeanor attitude. It comes off as mean. I think you're very full. Fo- most comics get very quiet before they go on stage because you're you're Thinking. about to entertain people. <laughs> I do not do well. I I do better on shows where I don't have to think about going on stage first. I could see that. So I'll, I'll mess around with people backstage and not like like sex mess around, but like <laughs> joke. <around>. He's <laughs> like I'm backstage messing around for at least two hours. I mean, that, that's what goes on back there in the green room. Lots Whoa. of drugs and sex. I it's a party lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't. So we got to get into comedy. <laughs> cool. It doesn't happen. It's very boring back there. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So where are you going to do any uh, television? I mean, if you're in entertainment, if that's your goal and you're a writer, are you going to do any uh webcasting do any spoofs kind of stuff get into improv groups or um i've been like when i first started i would want to do all of that stuff but now as i've gone further and further along i kind of want to just do stand-up if i can Mm -hmm. if i can survive on just doing that i don't need to make good money like i've always said the perfect situation for me would be if i just had could fly everywhere and not have to drive like, I would be content with that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing a lot of traveling to Idaho and Wyoming and all that stuff? Um, occasionally, like the Rock Springs that Keith Stubbs books up there, the wise guy's owner. 
I'll do that occasionally. I did the Idaho Laugh Fest, the first one they've had up in January, but I haven't been traveling much. I'm trying to get as many festivals as I can this year, but so are, far nothing. Are they doing the Comedy Carnival 2 this year, have you heard? I think they still are. That I, we should get in touch with uh, Topher. I, I, I don't know which one's which, the festival or the carnival. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any dates on that? I know I should look, but I had such a blast like last year at the car- Comedy Carnival. Like if the idea was they went, did they do the whole bar hopping thing or did it just get to one location? I'm not sure. How, I, I didn't go to that one last year, so I'm not sure exactly okay. how they did it. But you, yeah, you just traveled with a bunch of comics and th- there were like 30 or 40 of them and it's a lot of fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah. She's yawning. That's how fun it is. I had a long night. <laughs> Guys. Why? I'm not picking on you. You should. <laughs> but I'm what, too kind-hearted. What, what was this long night? Was it because of the stalker? Yeah, I was up all night with my stalker. <laughs> no, I was just up really late. Doing what? Yeah, sounds suspicious. It is. <laughs> just kidding. I was just reading and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just graduated and you were reading. I have actually read two books already that I'd wanted to read. And then hadn't because I didn't have time because school. I started reading one of my textbooks because it's really interesting. I just didn't have time to read it because <laughs> all the homework. <laughs> what? Listen. Yeah. I'm not even that nerdy. This is like. No. <laughs> what textbook is it? We'll judge on that. Cognitive neuropsychology. <laughs> it's yeah, a really that good book. Riveting. <laughs> it is actually really awesome. You're like brain stuff. It's like watching House but on paper. My mom's a neuropsychologist, and she has all these cognitive books, and they're awful to read. Oh, no. No. I'll lend you one. That does not sound interesting to me. (laughs) I'll read it to you. I'll do books on tape, and you guys will be like, wait a second. That is pretty cool. Who's going to read the books on tape? I will. I'll read them, but I'll use my sexy voice. (laughs) (laughs) The one Saj always tries to make me use for promos. I'm trying. I can't do it. What's your sexy voice? I don't actually have one. That's the problem. You're a liar. I don't. Everybody has a sexy but voice. But I don't. <laughs> I think you just don't want to do it. She, she, she I'm not shot. doing it. See, like, we'll go into the production room, <laughs> and I'll say, hey, be sexy, you know, because and I'll giggle. she has a really good voice. And she'll go, hi. Hi. This is Rebecca. Shut up. <laughs> I don't do that. That's like a 12-year-old child voice. That's not sexy. It's to some. <laughs> to her stalker. I guess you're going after a certain demographic. I we guess. should. We were going to do a segment <laughs> called The Perv Near You. Yeah. We we still might do that. It's uh, We just basically browse like Craigslist and things for creepy posts. Have you ever read the personals on Craigslist? I have. They're mm-hmm. creepy. <laughs> Actually, I've never asked I've someone that and they said yes. I, that's weird. I, I had a lot of time in my apartment in New York alone <laughs> to do Is that how you made friends? No, I didn't make, I would just read them. But did you ever like, follow up on a I was like, maybe couple. some of these ladies want to meet up. <laughs> I never actually did, because most of them are just like escort services. And <laughs> hey, it's useful, kind of expensive. There was a guy, I don't know what city, that just got arrested because he was trying to find a horse from someone on uh, Craigslist so he could have relations oh, with Oh, no. What? I was like, why would he get in trouble? That's genuine. permission. A lot <laughs> yeah. of people just go out <laughs> to the field. Let's go out to the field and chase down a wild horse. <laughs> I haven't had internet this week. Otherwise, I would have found it and brought it. But oh, no. Oh, can I go on? Before we close up today, 
Can I go on a rant on Comcast real mm-hmm. quick? Do you have Comcast, either of you? I do. Yeah, I do have Comcast. I don't mind it, so. <sighs> so, <laughs> I only have them because I work for the Pac-12 network, and in Utah, it's like one of the only places you can find it. And I've always had their internet because Xfinity is pretty decent, right? So, I move out of my apartment, and they go, yes, we'll hook you up tomorrow, or go hook up and sign in, and we'll do all that. And so I do it. And it's not working. I'm not, I'm not plugged in. So I call them up. I'm on the phone for two and a half hours with Comcast with six different representatives telling me the same problem. And every time they would transfer me, I'd have to give them my new information. What's your phone number, social security number? I was like, we're on one network. I've been on the phone for two hours. Why do I have to keep redoing this? This doesn't make sense to me. And then so the final one that just almost made me throw my phone against the wall was they transferred me so they could give me a, you know, to get somebody to come out. Yeah. And they transferred me to, this was like Sunday, and they were closed. So the center that the lady transferred me in Comcast, their other center was closed. I just, and so this was like Monday, and they're like, oh, we can't come out till Friday. And I go, well, I work in media. Like, you have to give me internet. Like, I need this. Oh, no, we can't do anything. Oh, no, we can't. (laughs) Coffee shop? (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I've been doing coffee shops in the morning so I can download podcasts and stuff. No, like, no, their internet's (laughs) awful. I hate you, Comcast. Be better. He hates you. We're not having you on the show. I would just like to say I've never had a problem with you, Comcast. (laughs) I live out in Draper. The bill's under Justin Hill. If you want to give me a discount. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Comcast was voted the second worst company in America this year. (laughs) For the second time in three years. Ah, They have like a cool tournament bracket to see who's the worst company. Yeah, it's like really competitive, actually. We're really proud of them. (laughs) Second place is big. It's huge. They should just make like advertising where it says like second place and then tiny little writing like worst in ever. Yes. Who so was who was the worst? Who yeah. Hmm. I thought I thought Comcast was close. Know. Close. Or did they come in first again I for the think, second time? I think they did. Yeah, okay. Oh gosh. I don't, I don't so they are the winner of the worst. But it ever. makes complete sense to me because they're not good at with their customers. Their product is good. I think it's a little expensive. They double bill you, which I have a serious problem with. Like you can pay your bill and four days later you'll have a new debt. And so you never really get out of debt with them until you cancel them. But I like I like not the Comcast having Comcast installer guys are usually not bad on the no, ice. Th- okay, so those <laughs> people are very kind and very so Is that how you judge your internet? Is by who it's I'm like the internet's pretty done. good. He was cute, so you know. <laughs> okay. Comcast, uh, let me apologize to Comcast. You were voted the worst company in America for 2014. Oh Not gosh. second worst. My apologies. The most worst. The and we couldn't be prouder. <laughs> the only problem I had with Comcast is they charged me for service in Ogden once. I've never lived there. <laughs> You're like, hmm. I thought maybe it was someone trying to steal my identity, but it was a $9 charge. So I think somebody just I accidentally signed me up for service there. And then realized it and took it back, but it still charged me like nine bucks. So they beat out Monsanto for the. W- <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I feel like after something like that happens, you give a huge discount to all of your existing customers and beg them not to leave. They can't go anywhere else, though. 
<laughs> That's the worst. I mean, they beat out Bank of America. <laughs> Bank of America is a really poorly run company. Like, they're, they've been accused of racism. They've been, I mean, really in the black community, they've been, like, really taken to task for uh, really bad lending programs for housing. Walmart, they beat. <laughs> I, I like Walmart. I, Walmart gets a bad rap. I don't understand it. I like Walmart, just like the faces of Walmart. If you ever go on Facebook and see that, those are tremendously great. But then I realize I'm there a lot, and I, am I one of them? <laughs> am I one of those? You're like, have I ever been on People of Walmart? Because it's possible. Verizon's on here. I like Verizon. I've been with them for like 15 years. I, yeah, I, I think they're good. never had an issue with them. I'm AT&T. So. Nice. But Comcast just, they really put me in a bad mood because all they would have had to say to me is, Mr. Bloom, we understand that you don't have internet. It's not really our fault. We'll send somebody out there. Yeah. You don't need to keep me on the phone for two and a half hours and then transfer me over and over again. It's the re- repetition of me having to say my name. Like they, they don't keep notes and pass them yeah. along. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like send the, yeah. ma- like the info along. And this might come off a little snobby. But I try really hard to communicate well. Like, I actually studied the art of communication. And so they hire all these customer service reps whose whole job is to communicate. And they just have, like, a mashed gargly noise. Like Their accent's so thick that you can't understand what they're saying. And it's like, no, you just hire people that can talk. Like, just yeah. like decently. We, I just need you to be able to say a couple now words. You're, now you're just being racist. Yeah, yes, now we're sorry. racist here. <laughs> sorry. Just send your hate mail to <laughs> oyuradio at gmail.com. We'll welcome it. Yes. We'll have a whole segment. Are you, you're a pretty techie person, it seems like, right? I am. I'm actually working out at Best Buy right now. I like Best Buy. To get myself through. Like How is that going? <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it more, actually, because they actually restructured the way they track employees on sales and stuff like mm-hmm. it's not commission it never was before but now it's what you sell no matter if it makes the company money or what are you behind like the that. scenes or are you on the floor i'm out on the floor i do mostly tablets and cell phones do you, do you get commissions for all that or no like if the store because the way they we actually bonus a lot now because everyone in the store bonuses or no one bonuses okay and it's just they give you a percentage money to hit every month just gross sales, not margin or anything. If you hit that, everyone store bonuses. So it's nice. Huh. They were faltering for a while, Star, uh, Best Buy as a whole. They've, but they rebounded a bit. Yeah, they, they went. their stock actually went from like $18 to $38 in like a year and a half. It's down to like 25-ish range right now. But it went, they looked like they were dead and they got a new like CEO mm-hmm. and he brought them back up. Huh. So. Do you do well? So that's weird. You say that you're not a people person, but you work as a sales. You're good person. at selling things. I, no, I am not. <laughs> no, I'm good he's at like, <laughs> let me remind you how cool it was that if everyone does well, I, we might, all do well. It might just all be in my head. I think it is. Like, because I'll be talking to someone about selling something, and in my head I'll be like, they don't think I have any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, th- I think they're happy with. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's in your head. I have very, I have the lowest self-esteem. Here's a surefire test. Ever. Do you feel like this interview is going well? No. Okay, see? <laughs> You're wrong. So it is you. I just know that. Not just comics in Salt Lake. Like, comics in general, like, anywhere. I probably have 
the lowest self-esteem. But you're a good-looking guy. You're college-educated. Yeah, it's, it's the haircut. So you're shaving your hair. I, I went to Great Clips in November, and I got Amber, who works out in the Draper Great Clips. I got to give her a plug. Amber, ready to go. I'll be and out there soon. I said, it was about this long, my hair was, and I said, do whatever you want. And so she cut it kind of short, and she parted it there on yeah. the, the left side like it is now. And it's like a gosling part. But I realized after she did that, I looked like an idiot before. Because <laughs> everyone was like, because then everyone told me once I looked good. Wow, you like, look so good now. Yeah, they're like, you looked really stupid. Like, you didn't care what you looked like before. <laughs> I don't think that's true, You sir. looked so stupid before, <laughs> but now you look great. So how do we overcome this fake crisis Yeah, it's not real. Having? It's all in your brain. I don't know. I, I kind of like having it. Yeah. I don't get Keeps you too humble. full of myself or anything. <laughs> so, but you're not an alcoholic or anything. No. Nope. So you're not beating yourself up physically. Like, you're not a drug addict. Because most people that hate themselves, like, are the greatest alcoholics. I, I don't hate myself. Okay, that's good. I just don't think anything I do is good. Oh, you're so wrong, sir. But I'm not like, I don't get mad at myself like, oh, that was terrible. You need to do better. <laughs> I'm just like, well, that's the best I could do. Because it wasn't very good. Because it do? wasn't very good. Uh, that's funny. A lot of self-deprecation humor in comedy. It's I could be really good then. <laughs> it's my favorite There's thing. more to it than that. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm really funny at the bar, so I think I could do it. You can come on Monday. It's right downstairs. Yeah, I'll just sit in the back and, like, cry. <laughs> I'll be like, no, never. It, it's actually enjoyable. It, it would be enjoyable for people to watch. <laughs> I went there. Abigail asked me if I was homeless. Really? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, are you looking for somewhere to sleep, sir? It was winter, and I had on a Patagonia jacket and a beanie. She goes... <laughs> Are you homeless, sir? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It, it was Backhand. F- yeah, I got froze on there. And I didn't know what to say to her because she's not a she's not homely, like, but she's not pretty. And so there's a lot you could attack with her, especially because she wasn't being funny. And it's like, why are you turning this on me? Your job's <laughs> to be funny. Like, <laughs> leave me... Do you heckle the crowd at all? Like, I imagine that's a tremendous power to have. I... I've been, like, when I was doing shorter sets, like, if I only do them five to seven, I try not to address the audience at all because mm-hmm. it can be distracting. It's I've been doing longer sets, like, when I go up into Wyoming, things like that, I'll be doing half hour, and you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the best at it, but I'm trying to get better. Like, the other day, the other day, a couple months ago in West Valley, there was actually a fight in the audience. Oh. <laughs> oh. It, it, it didn't come the blows, but it was really close to coming the blows, like... Someone was being really loud, so a guy just asked him politely if he could please keep it down. Yes. And the guy just went off and started screaming at him, and oh. they stood up and just started yelling at each other, and I'm just sitting up there on stage, and I couldn't ignore it because the whole audience was turned around looking at them. And I luckily, the guy tried to order some chicken strips in the middle of the fight, <laughs> so I, I could play off that. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have known what to do. Yeah, like, so about those chicken strips. So is <laughs> Seth Tippett's the house bouncer then? or No. He's, he's really tall. He's, he's that's, that's about all he has. Very tall. He's not that good at basketball, surprisingly. <laughs> You're like, let me be real. I played a little pickup. I, I, and, uh, I thought he would be not better. the best. Like, I'm not saying I'm that great at all, but I wouldn't play. So you're saying you're awesome. No, I'm not. I'm, 
I used I was better. I haven't played. Okay, so time. Seth Tippett was a Pac-12 basketball player. Yes. Okay, continue. Like and we you're better. <laughs> we went to a church and just played some pickup ball. Yes. With some random people, and for being like he, he played one year at Utah. Yes. He was pretty much just a practice player, but even so, that full year of yeah. playing practice with Division One athletes, <laughs> he should have been better than he actually was. You're telling me you cream. <laughs> It, granted, he hadn't played for a long time either, but still, he should have been better than he was. Can he dunk? Um, he's so tall, I he, would assume. He can. Uh, I'm sure when he's in better shape than that, he can dunk easily. <laughs> right now, it seems like he's kind of struggling to do it. Uh, we love this. He's spending too much time at RC Willie, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he does. He doesn't come around much anymore. He got a girlfriend, and she told him, hang around more positive people and, and he was like so no comedians <laughs> yeah see ya and she's even she's in like denver right now and he still doesn't Atlanta. 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 yeah i think he's been out there for a bit yeah he, i know he went out and see her for a while and he's been doing a lot of musical he's obviously not playing like basketball <laughs> he is a really talented yeah. uh, performer yeah, have I, you seen his stuff yeah i went and saw he did um damn yankees he performed it in like the draper amphitheater outside and i live right by it so i went and saw that he's phenomenal yeah I was when he was in here a couple of weeks ago. We were playing some of his clips, and I was like, "If you can transfer that freedom that you do on the stage to your comedy, he's going to go to the top." Like, because he's a, he's got a really good presence on the comedy stage, but when you see his youthfulness and his exuberance on a playwright stage, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Have you ever done theater work or anything like that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was very, like, in high school, I, I was not fat or out of shape. <laughs> I was fat in middle school, but. I, I, she says this. I'm I the only was fat guy here. Every, every hot girl, like, all models will be like, yeah, I was that weird, awkward kid. It's like, <laughs> really? You were a model when you are 16. How awkward were you when you were 12? <laughs> I was way chubby. Way chubby. Like, how chubby? Like I one hundred and six pounds. No, please, <laughs> I don't. Heaven, I weighed. You have too much self confidence to have been fat at one point. <laughs> Not true. When it was just because from fifth grade to seventh grade, everyone else was having growth spurts, and I didn't until eighth grade when I grew like six inches. Uh, I grew like six inches in like six months in eighth grade, but before that. I steadily was gaining weight, but so no height. So I was like five one yes. until eighth grade, and then I was five six, five seven, leaving eighth no, that's, grade. That's too tall. But I was like the same weight the whole time. Um, <laughs> I was chubby. Okay, listen. Her boyfriend's name is Mitch. Mitch, I have a question for you or a favor. If you could talk to her family and have them email some of <laughs> nope. these fat Becca photos. Nope. To OU I'm Radio looking to find one right now. Gmail.com. See, I, I would appreciate I was it. legitimately fat. How fat? I, I wasn't huge, I guess. Two, you were probably the same as me. I was like 215 pounds. Okay, so I'm 215. Yeah. So and I'm a fat guy. How tall like, were you? Um, Like six foot, right under six foot, like 5'11", three quarters. So how'd you lose there. weight? My friend was a personal trainer, and when he was going to school for that, I was like his guinea pig. Yes. And I'm just keep going i don't like talking about going to the gym but i do go <laughs> but you've kept I, it off nice yeah like it just kept I love going see i i had the other way around i was a college athlete and a high school athlete i was in great shape 
blew up my shoulder and then got fat. See, you did it the right way, though. <laughs> yes. You have those glory years. You too. were, like, cool, <laughs> you know? I never had the glory years of high school sports <laughs> and that. Like, I I can't go play sports now. <laughs> like, there, when I you was, like, 22 or 23, I was in ridiculously, like, good shape, just, like, cardiovascular-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd play pickup ball, and a lot of the basketball players on the team would be there, just the redshirt guys. They were allowed to play pickup in that. And I was running, keeping up with them the whole time. I, I probably could have done a marathon without even training. I was in ridiculously good shape. When you were fat? No, this was after I got Oh, I, I was, was like, I was fat hmm. through high school and a little bit after. Oh, see, I thinned out it in ninth grade. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that must have been hard for you. I was fat I still for a was month. a little chubby. <laughs> and it was like four years. I was ridiculously good looking all through high school. It was terrible. That's it wasn't, that's what you just said. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. So we're going to get you out of here in just a second. We're going to go home because... We have no friends? We can't play commercials. I have a movie to go to. What are you going to see? I'm going to see Spider-Man 2. Best Buy, the Sony rep, is doing a... Like, I don't Free know. Free tickets? Yeah. I, I've Fine. never seen... I hate comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going because he's giving away free stuff before the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to watch the movie. I'll probably leave. I like that. Nice. Where's it at? It's out of the gateway. Yeah, they do all their premieres there. Yeah. We, <laughs> uh, we get a lot of uh, free tickets and T-shirts and posters for giveaways down at the gateway premieres. Some of the stuff, the promotional items they give are just awkward. Yeah. It's like, like what? They want it like giving away uh, six by six posters to people. It's like here's your giant poster. Your <laughs> massive <laughs> <Yeah>. poster. <laughs> Anyways, so who do we have coming in next? We have Chris Hollyfield making his first OU Radio co-hosting experience. Experience um, with Andy Gold. Andy Gold. Uh, he's in. gonna let me know tomorrow. So hmm. he said probably. Probably. That means no. <laughs> You're like, let me tell you what that means. He's never showing up. <laughs> so we had, when Andy was in New York last uh, summer, we had Keith McDonald in here with Johnny and I. And Andy called in. And so Andy, I guess like three weeks ago, was here on Monday. And Keith and I were walking out the building. Keith goes, that's Andy Gold. <laughs> we did radio with him. And he had a whole fan geek boy moment and like went up and shook his hand and, and I was like Johnny did? Oh, no, Keith did. Keith did? Yeah. Keith that is did? so awkward. Yeah. And that that's awkward for That's Andy. so funny. <laughs> He's like Yeah. Like anytime I get recognized or anything, like a lot of the open mic guys now. I'm gonna show up to a show with an autograph like book. Somebody, you are, and it's weird. I do not like it. I don't like that you think that you're not. A I'm gonna somebody. show up with like huge poster of your it's face it's from Facebook. <laughs> Will you sign this, please? It's, it's hard to explain, but if you did comedy and got to the point where I'm at now, mm-hmm. you'd realize that really it's a nothing accomplishment. <laughs> so let me ask you a bit of business, so I can get a on-air confirmation, <laughs> so you can't say no. <laughs> I'm in the middle of making, getting ready to shoot a five-minute movie with Steve Solberg versus Patrick Ramirez. Patrick Ramirez is an ex-professional bike rider, and Steve Solberg's a marathon boy. Would you be a judge in this movie? Like, would you be what the guy is, like, shooting what is the, the movie? 
They're going to race, like a tortoise in the hare type I, thing. I would want to be in the race. You want to be in the race? Can I run <laughs> alongside them? Okay. I, I feel like I'm faster than Steve. Tandem oh. bike. He might be able, he would probably out, <laughs> might be able to outlast me in long distance. <laughs> yes. But if you give me a short race, I think I could be. Have you done Ragnar yet? I actually have not. I've not, I've not done anything competitive running like that. I'm lazy. I'm going to try and talk to our new director about getting a KU Ragnar team that <gasps> we can get students from the U to race for KU Internet Radio. So we'll have you in this movie then? Yeah. We could get on uh, a tandem bike and bike race. Um, I don't want to be slowed down, but <laughs> like in between <laughs> scenes and stuff, we can do that. No more words from me. No more words from me. I think I just ran out. You just <clears throat> ran out. Okay. So I'm going to run out of words here, too. Uh, we thank all of you for coming in. Marty, we really appreciate you. Where can our audience hear you and see you the next couple of weeks? The only thing that I know of for sure is Ogden this Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m., the Wise Guys on 25th. That's so what – is that the 4th and 5th? I'm looking um, it's the 2nd and 3rd. 2nd and 3rd. Yeah, 25th Street in Ogden. Yes, what a great venue that is yeah. up there. Yeah, I used to go just hang out. I just dropped something on the floor. I just heard that. But <laughs> Yeah, well, what is it, your first time? Yeah. <laughs> yes, actually. Yes. I'm only no, going to speak really, to be mean to you from <laughs> now on. I – just come back twice as hard <laughs> actually i won't i'll cower you're like <laughs> yeah i will silence yeah. but yeah ogden is great like i used throughout high school and stuff i would go and just watch comedy there like i never thought about doing it but i would always go watch but so like i guess in the back of my head it was always there but. so we're gonna call you a friend of the show we're gonna have you back on this summer well you yes. you can call me a friend of the show yes. uh-huh yeah, it's just <laughs> keeping them coming, aren't we? Guess who isn't going to come watch this weekend, or is, and going to boo loudly. You're not going to drive clear to Ogden. People, I will, People to don't boo. want to drive clear to Ogden. I'll drive clear to Ogden just <laughs> to boo. You're on stage. I'll be like, funny joke, got in the wrong car. I just won't tell that one. Well, then, fine. <laughs> I'm still pretty quick with it. <laughs> No, it really is a great time up in Ogden. It's what a beautiful downtown Ogden has. I think it's one of the coolest little downtowns I've ever seen. It's also very interesting because there's tons of tunnels down there from like back in the... Oh, really? Can you get in them? Um, Yes, but no. (laughs) 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 Technically, yes, but no one's going to let you down there. Because it actually used to be Al Capone. He would have the running... When they were doing the bootlegging, yeah, the bootlegging. That was like a major stop on the railroad. What? Was Ogden, so they say that there's a tunnel that goes from here, Salt Lake City, to the Denver airport. That, that's one of those um, conspiracy theories. Yeah, weird conspiracy where theories. the reptilians travel back yeah. and forth. See, the Ogden thing's real. <laughs> <laughs> what I said was real, but that's a fun there's, story there's too. There's actually been cameras down in there, and people have seen them. <laughs> How deep are they? It's just right under the road. Like it's probably smuggling tunnels, right? Yeah, they I'm just they connect. Self? They connect from building to building, so they could get prostitutes from building to building. I guess I don't know. Dude, we need to get a tunnel oh. under the union. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have problem transporting your prostitutes. Yeah, our now. prostitutes have to walk across the union lawn. It's a travesty. <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening. <laughs> yes, we'll see you later. Yeah. Got no reason for the things I fear The things that plague me when I see and hear 
dimes a nickel and a nickel's none I'll throw myself into the Sunday sun A summer Sunday when you went insane You said you're going but I said I came I'll throw in oranges and an apple cart The ties that bind are tearing me apart Jamie says turn off the radio Are you guys ready for your next comment tonight? Awesome. Well, he's a very funny guy, and he's actually one of our favorites here at Wise Guys. Please welcome very funny Marty Archibald. All right. Thank you. Everybody having a ball? All right. That's most of you. I don't know what the rest of you guys are doing, but get on board. We're having a ball tonight. All right. I was getting on the elevator the other day. There's a black lady on there dressed as a clown. So I'd go like 14 floors and act like that wasn't weird. <laughs> it was a little weird. I did learn though that my fear of clowns is trumped by my fear of looking like a racist. <laughs> it's always good to find out, I guess. Good news. Been doing a lot of traveling, just driving around and one night I had to sleep in a rest area, and my mom found out I was sleeping there. She called me, and she's like, Marty, be careful. A lot of rapists and murderers hang out at those places. So I put my mom's mind at ease. I took a good look around, and I didn't see anybody that looked like a rapist or murderer. So I was like, well, looks like I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> that was not enjoyable. But somebody had to do it. Speaking of cars, I'm a, I'm a fan of opening the car door for girls. All right. A couple fans of that here tonight. That's cool. I don't do it. I'm just a fan. <laughs> like whenever I see a guy opening the door for a girl, I'm just like, nice job, bro. That's a nice move. The one thing I don't get, though, is the guys who will open up the driver's side door for a girl then walk around and get in the passenger side? <laughs> How about you just be a man and drive? <laughs> like, ladies, get some respect for yourself. While he's walking around the car, you just run his ass over and drive off. <laughs> like, the only time you should ever be opening the driver's side door for a girl is, like, she's just really drunk and needs help getting in. <laughs> Please don't drink and drive. It's not cool. Speaking of drinking, is anybody drinking out there tonight? All right, that's cool. A couple of you. Calm down. I actually don't drink or do any drugs. Never have. I'm one of those sissies, I guess. But I'm actually envious of all you guys that do, because you guys all get the opportunity to hit rock bottom in life. <laughs> then just start all over. I would kind of like that opportunity. Life's not going so well right now. <laughs> but I don't know how else to do it without drinking or doing drugs, and I think I'm too old to start doing that. But then one day I found myself at the Mall of America playing miniature golf all by myself. And I got a hole-in-one on number 11. And I did a fist pump. <laughs> like, well, this is probably rock bottom. <laughs> it's not going to get much lower than this <laughs> then I started riding my golf club around like a pony 
I think that's it. <laughs> Hopefully. Talking about cars earlier. Reminds me of the car I had back in high school. Which sucks to think about because I have a lot of memories wrapped up in that thing. Kind of miss it. Like my friend, he lost his virginity in the back seat. Kind of always wanted to lose mine back there one day. <laughs> car did not make it that long. Back in high school, me and my friends, we used to cruise the main street in town. The ho-mobile we called the car. Because only hoes were allowed in there besides us. Spray paint on the side of the car. Homobile. Yeah, I probably should have thought that one through. <laughs> then everybody thought we were gay. Uh, clearly not gay. <laughs> Hyphens between hoe and mobile. <laughs> if we were gay, it'd be between homo and bill. <laughs> Nobody listened to us. We drove around the homo bill all the time. <laughs> Met a lot of really nice guys, though. So it's not a total waste. Like to stay in shape, obviously. <laughs> Tell a lot of you guys been out there the whole time, like, Marty looks to be in great shape up there. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like I go out running a lot, and I found though I'm out running, if I see a hot chick, I'll start running faster to try and press her. And I've always wondered, like, well, do girls do that while they are out running? Do they see me and start running faster? Yeah. Turns out they do. <laughs> saw this girl out running the other day. As soon as she saw me, she started running a lot faster. Then she tried to impress me by running across the street really quickly. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this chick's into me. <laughs> so of course I ran after her. <laughs> she tried to play this little game by hiding behind a building. Not very good, I found her. <laughs> well, and then she screamed, and actually turns out she wasn't into me as much as I thought. <laughs> she didn't fill out a police report, though, so now I got her number. <laughs> Probably give her a call later. A couple of you guys might come up to me after the show and be like, well, you were kind of funny up there. <laughs> All right, nobody again? No. It happens on occasion, and then people are always like, I like how you act up on stage, that's pretty cool. And then I have to inform people, this is how I am in real life. Like whenever I'm at the grocery store, they're always asking me all kinds of questions. Like, paper or plastic? You guys still got paper? Well, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Did you find everything you need in the store all right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I'm checking out. <laughs> Find out when I get home. <laughs> Do you live around here? Well, actually, I'm about six hours south of here. <laughs> Just my favorite grocery store. <laughs> you have any plans for the day? <laughs> Probably take these groceries home. <laughs> and later, I got some stuff to do at a rest area. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys.
Marty Archibald right there. Clap for Marty. <laughs> Steak. He would be like the nicest bad guy that you would meet at a rest stop, wouldn't he? You wouldn't feel bad about it. You wouldn't have to go to therapy. He'd just be like really sweet. All right. 